<coughs> hey, listen to McMahon Cookout Podcast, episode 192. <laughs> you totally fucking missed the word. What did I, what did I miss? <laughs> hey, you listen to Kick Cookout Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Man, I haven't had to do it three times in a long oh, time. Oh, man. Shit. I can't even do it three times. <laughs> Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 192. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by doing some dirty deck tape. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? A whole ton is going down. We're back with another arc in the good vibes as we continue through the viral times that we live in. Oh, I see what you did there. We're going to do a, a return to old school CCO podcast, or we're going to do one of our decks that I need help with, so hopefully people can help me zany this thing up a little bit, even though it is already pretty fun, I think. Oh, yeah. We're going to thank some people that are out there. We're going to tell some stories about some really exciting stuff. We're going to share some stuff that came in the mail at my house. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Oh, very much so. I just got an order for them. Came in. Came oh, in the mail. Oh, shit. I got three in the mail right now. Oh, free, 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 free. One of them is one card, and it's Muxus. <laughs> and if you listen to the pre-show, you know that I am still rock hard for Muxus. <laughs> I have a one card envelope from them coming yeah. as well. Oh, what is it? What's your card? I don't even remember. I oh, just forgot wait. that. I just knew I forgot to order it. Is it the card? Is it the dark misprint Visions oh, Griffin Canyon? Because no. if it is, this is me guessing that. No, it isn't. And remember out there, if any members of the nation have one of those that they want to trade, trade them to me. Because it's going to be way funnier if I have it and Ryan doesn't. And for the record, it's a misprinted Griffin Canyon from Visions with a double black layer so it's dark. Yes. It's a dark Visions misprinted Griffin Canyon. Not a Griffin Canyon from the dark. <laughs> Was it in the dark? No. No. <laughs> no, but everybody's like, well, those CCO guys always play cards from the dark all the time. Yeah, I suppose. There's no yeah. Griffin Canyon in the dark. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Oh, hey, and also, Dirty Dectate? What is this, DDO, DDO. podcast? <laughs> We're Brian and Rando. Oh, Welcome man. to DDO. Oh, Welcome shit. to DDO. Oh, no, the- no, this is CCO Podcast. We are taking not a listener list this week. First time since quarantine started that we're doing one of our own lists. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to do it because I think it's fun. I've been having a ton of fun playing this deck on VDH, but it's it's missing a little something. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know, but I'm hoping that by talking about it with you and with everybody who's listening, we're going to figure it out. We're going yeah. to get this deck to where it needs to be. This is v- virtual... Dectate podcast, VDO. That sounds dirty. That sounds dirty as well. We just can't get out of the gutter, man. We spent all the time slumming it last week, oh. and now we're just having a hard time coming back to our regular, pristine, clean, and totally respectable form. Yeah, we're, we're, we're having a hard time coming back from rock hard to regular hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? We... Gave a bunch of really good hints on the pre-show. So let's let the cat out of the bag who we're doing today because people might have got it. But it's guaranteed not what anybody thinks it's going to be when they sit down to play against you. Absolutely not. It is Sliver Hive Lord. Oh, they're doing a Sliver deck. Fuck, I'm going to shut this off. No, I I promise there's only two Slivers in it that aren't Hive Lord. There's two? 
There's two. There there originally were three, but I cut one of them when we stepped into the, yeah, the get, studio get today. Get those slivers out of here. I counted one. <laughs> so I'm going to have to I guess I'm going to have to change the spice calculator. Oh, for Christ's sake. That's Ryan. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so give him a read. Sliver Hive Lord is a 5-5 sliver for Wooberg, one of each color. Slivers you control have indestructible. So it and two other slivers can be indestructible. Yes. I think the important thing is is it has indestructible and it is not a human. That is correct. And why is that important? Because this is the deck of mono mutate, baby. M- mono mutate dot deck. Yeah, I play I I used to play every mutate card, but some of them just were really bad. Yeah. So I cut them for you'll notice that I'm not playing any of the red ones. Mm. <laughs> not even that one that we we drink to on um Open flippy videos? You mean the worst of all the mutate cards, right? Yeah, what is it called? Something Thrasher? Cloud Piercer? Cloud Piercer? Fuck that card. <laughs> Does man. it destroy an artifact? No. Oh, what does it do? You discard a card and then draw a card. That's fine. It sounds fine, unless you don't have a card in your hand, which happens all the time to me, because I don't play card draw, Ryan. Just oh. this one. <laughs> yeah, you custom categories, just like last week, Brando's got card draw. One. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Except unlike last week, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good one. Let's. We talked about the deck and the commandy a little bit. You want to talk about a bunch of other stuff? Absolutely, I do. That is how we roll. So, a couple things. Big shout out to everybody who guessed, uh, based on the hints that we gave. Mm-hmm. We are going to be announcing this week's pre-show winner on next week's pre-show. Yeah. So you got to tune in to the pre-show to find out if you win or not. Yeah, I like that. You got to watch the pre-show for the hints, and then you got to watch the pre-show to see if you win. That's right. So if you are the winner of the pre-show, we're going to, or or of the of the guessing game, we're going to announce it on the pre-show. You contact us. Yeah. That way we know we're giving the prizes to the people that are watching the show. Yes. That uh, that'll help us out a lot. Hopefully, we can get some views there. If you're a viewer on our any of our YouTube stuff, give us a subs- give us a subscribe. Harder than you think that it is to say. It's much more difficult than I thought. That's why you always say it, and I don't. And yeah, and then mm-hmm. tune in for some upcoming announcements. We've got some stuff in the works. We're thinking about some merch, some dice, some sleeves, another round of play mats. People are asking about hats and t-shirts. Like every week, we know. That, We're working that, on it. That people want it, but we've just got some stuff behind the scenes. The Calamax Cookout Altered Deck, people are asking about that as well. The same shit that's holding up the rest of everything else is holding that up too. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just... We're just uh, we're moving we, some gears. We ordered Studio CCO equipment back in what May? Oh, and fuck. it and it just shipped last week. Oh god damn it! And, and it, that's one of the things we're waiting on. Yeah, like there's so many things that are in transit. It's just a it's just a mess. Yeah. Big shout out to all the patrons who help us out with all that kind of stuff. Big shout out to all of the listeners, the subs, the the downloads, the shares, the retweets at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando, Facebook.com/slash CCO Podcast. You can find us everywhere including our official home commandercookout.com yeah and you know what we've got some we're not utilizing that platform to its fullest potential we have our own website i just realized that the other day i was telling somebody oh yeah we've got a website it's like you have your own website yeah i'm like yeah i got my own dot com what yeah what what big thank you to the patrons for that too yeah thanks to everybody who lets who lets me say that to people and then just revel in their surprise yeah that's it so I guess what I was going to say is we're not utilizing that platform to its fullest potential. Not for a, a content jump off, not from a 
entertainment jump off. We like to be entertaining. That's one of our main focuses whenever we ask ourselves, do we want to do this deck, talk about this topic? Is it going to be entertaining? So, of course, the cast is listed there. There's some backstory on you and I. Where, where else you can find us? You know, we've done some guest spots that we have links to on there. You can find the CCO store there. Yeah. What else would anybody like to see there? We're a little bit limited based on the client that we're paying for there. And I don't want to get into all that jazz, but you know, maybe maybe somebody in the nation wants to do a blog spot for us. Maybe yeah. you want to see more links to our content there. So let us know what you'd like to see on commandercookout.com. Sorry, I didn't I didn't actually tell you any of that. It's in the show notes that we didn't fucking talk about on the oh, pre-show. <laughs> whatever. I'm fine with it. I like learning stuff as we go. It makes me feel like this is an adventure, which is what I say at the top of every show. Yeah, and you know what? We've got a lot of really smart, articulate people in the Discord that have a lot to say, a lot of interesting things. Maybe you want to see some commander news type things on commandercookout.com. Maybe some, you know, more behind the scenes stuff from you and I. I know that's kind of what we use Facebook and Twitter for, but there's always options. So if you have any ideas, let us know. We want to give you what you want to see. Yes. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Ooh, well. Can I do the shout out now? We have a shout out. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to forget whoa, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. this is cool. Yeah, this is really neat. There's this dude, and I only brought half of the note that he sent me. Oh. Because he sent it on the back of two business cards, so I, I, I can't remember <laughs> the name. I'm so sorry, but he is the representative from geekwood.ca. Geekwood.ca. Yep. They okay. make, so they're a Canadian-based company. They do custom-ish dice and dice boxes and all this stuff. And right now, if you go to geekwood.ca and buy something for your Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering dice needs and enter promo code Commander Cookout, you will get four plus one plus one six-sided dice. So they go from like plus one plus one to plus six plus six. Oh, yeah. Two minus one minus one six-sided dice. Okay. Same kind of deal. And a cool little bag of holding to carry them in for free. So if you're looking to up your token game, your counter game, whatever, now might be the time. And you can get some free swag along with it. That's it. Helping out a, I'm going to call them a local Canadian store. I mean, like five people live in Canada, so yeah, really it's so local. There's two of us here. One of them is over there and the other two. If you order something and you live in Canada, the shipping's free. So, it's, Oh, yeah. fuck, there you go. We're not a commercial, but you know what? I think you got some stuff for there. He listens to the show, so we're just kind of helping yeah, him out. That's a good vibe this week. Yeah, we're paying it forward. He sent me some stuff just to say, hey, you know, I listen to the show. I really like it. I entered one of those giveaways on Twitter that I thought nobody ever wins except on this show. So it was just cool that that happened. So I yeah. figured we'd, we'd spread the love a little bit. He's, he seems like a cool guy, so. Sweet. Yeah. Speaking of cool guys. Oh. And I was talking about the patrons a couple minutes ago. Right. A couple shout outs. Oh, king of the Segway. Nicknames and FUs, most importantly. Let's do it. Okay, biggest sh- biggest of thank yous, shout outs, and FUs. First patron, totally normal first name, oh. John. Uh, oh, no. Kozlowski. Kozlowski. Man, that sounds like one of those names where they, they have two first names, and then I give them a totally Russian yes. last name. This would probably be either Ukrainian or Polish, though. Hmm. John Kozlowski? Kozlowski. Kozlowski, probably. Kozlowski. How about John Colonoscopy? Oh, yes. J- John Butt Camera. There we go. That's that's, that's what, much that's, easier to spell. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. And you get to use a hyphen in there? Yeah, I like it. John Butt Camera, big 
Shout out, thank you, and of course, F you. Why does anybody want these? <laughs> you, it's for colon health. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you might have true. some bacteria, maybe not an ulcer because that's in your stomach, but maybe a little tear, maybe some some bad stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe you have something stuck in there. I don't know. It's important to keep your pipes clean and maintained. Yeah. House and body. House and body, baby. Next shout out. Zoiberg Jesus. <laughs> What? That's obviously a obviously a, a nickname, Zoidberg Jesus. What? Like the crab guy from Futurama, and mixed with like Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Yes. Wow. Is it, so is it pseudo celebrity? Do we have to give him a real name? Double pseudo celebrity. I would. I is Jesus Christ a celebrity? Well, I don't know. Would, if you met Jesus Christ, would you ask for his autograph? Probably. Oh, ooh. so many, oh, so many jokes here, we can't make. Here it comes, Ryan. Oh, God, no. Here it comes. Oh, no, we're going to get, oh, no. <laughs> if you wanted to take a selfie with Jesus, would you ask him to do the pose? Oh. These are life's big questions on CCO, Ryan. I think if he was doing a CCO selfie, there would be at least three of us and we would be in the YMCA poses. <laughs> YMCA Zoidberg Jesus. Welcome to the village, sir. Welcome to CCO Nation. <laughs> Mr. YMCA. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like that lots. Whew, okay, well, if you want one of those kinds of nicknames, I don't know why anybody would. Patreon.com slash CCO Podcast. Got a couple sign-up gifts there, too. Stickers, Brando altars. We've got some cool altars, kind of like watercolor line work ones that we're looking to give away as well. They're going to be fun. Yeah. They are fun. Ryan showed me the the base one of one. And oh, yeah. There's a new sick. one coming. It looks cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that was a bunch of other stuff that wasn't a deck. Should we talk about a deck? Yeah. D- is the deck your good vibe? This deck is super fun. If you want to have fun with a game of Magic the Gathering, this is the deck to do it. That's sweet. Yeah, I like that lots. It's it's it feels very EDHy to me when I when I play it. Oh, yeah. And while it's not as like over the top as some of the other stuff that we've built, uh, I think it's fun. Yeah. And I mean, do you want anything else these days? I want to have fun, drink some beer. We could play next time you come over. This is my good vibe. We'll play on my patio under my deck. I built a pergola onto it, screened it all in. What the hell is that? It's like one of those wooden. It's got posts and things that go across the top. And then a gazebo. A gazebo is a freestanding type of, I guess it's sort of like a pergola, but it has a roof, like a gazebo has a roof. It's usually octagon shaped or, you know. Sure. A pergola is like square posts. I attached it to my deck, screened it all in. It's got it's got like super hipster, hangy, droopy, fucking ball sack looking patio lights. Does it have a roof? It's got a screen roof, but my deck is covered. so. So it's under the deck? It's attached to the side of the deck. So but it's the, not a gazebo. No. And it's not freestanding. Also, yes, no. <laughs> Why don't you just build a gazebo? Because if it's raining, I have to go outside to get to the gazebo. If it's raining now, because this pergola is attached to my deck and is all screened in, I can stay under my deck dry and the structure around my deck keeps all the bugs out. But you still get wet. Because this roof is screened and the water can go through. <laughs> Not if I'm under my deck. It's attached to my deck. So the portion of the deck that's... I'll just show you a picture. I'll post it on Twitter. At CCO Podcast. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> That's my good vibe for the week. <laughs> Built a pergola. If yep. you said I, I grew a pergola, I would have been like, what? Wow, cool. What wow. is that? Can you eat it? Yeah, can you eat one of those? <laughs> that weird alien plant. Did I talk about the alien plant on the show? No. Okay, I was at the, the greenhouse. Of, this would be a few weeks ago now, and I saw this lonely plant, and it's just, it was just sitting on the shelf all by itself, and it's kind of like a an onion that is green that has these great big leaves growing out of it. And I was like, this is the weirdest plant I've ever seen. <laughs> I need it. So I bought it. And like I took the top it. of an onion or the bottom of an onion? Like the bottom of an onion. But, the bo- like, but it was out of the ground, that part? Yeah, like a full-grown bulb of an onion, and then it was sticking out of the ground has all these leaves. Oh. So I bought it and I took it home. Looks like a Pokemon. Yeah, it looks like a a oh, what is that thing called? The like an Oddish maybe? Oh yeah. All I the people all the Pokemon people in the Discord are fucking screaming right oh, now. Oh yeah, they're they're mad. F you Evans like what is going on here? You you fucking guys, don't you he's, shit on my game. He's gonna screenshot. You know how he screenshots where he's gonna click on block? <laughs> he's, gonna <laughs> he's gonna block gonna us. Block us. <laughs> uh, so it looks like that. And it's like the size of a soccer ball now. Ooh. I don't know what the hell that thing is, but it is huge. Wow. I assume you can eat it because I bought it in the vegetable section, but yeah. It's probably something that everybody knows what it is. You just don't. It's yeah. like a fucking cabbage. It came with and you're one like, of- oh, why would I eat that? <laughs> <laughs> it came with one of those sticks, but I was like, yeah, fuck it out of here. I don't want to know what this is. I call him Gazoo. Oh. Like the great Gazoo from the Flintstones? Yeah. You know that one. Yes. Right? Okay, good. Good. Jesus Christ. Uh, trivia. In grade two, I was I was Gazoo from Flintstones in my Christmas play. That is rad <laughs> I, as hell. I had to wear a helmet. And the person who donated the helmet, like, so I could wear the helmet and look like Gazoo, uh, didn't want me and my dad to spray paint it green. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to wear, the, like, this black helmet. I'm like, Gazoo's helmet's not fucking black. Well, did they paint you green? No! What kind of low what? production values do grade two plays have? Did you just wear a sign that said, I'm Gazoo? I came out behind from behind like this tree. Did you say you're Gazoo? How did anybody know you were Gazoo? I don't know. I don't remember. Dang. Yeah. Did you fly? Did you appear? Did you grant wishes? Did you do anything that Gazoo does? I think I granted a wish. Did you call them dum-dums? I think I did. There we go. I think that I did. There's the giveaway, right? There's the line. Dum-dum, yeah. Dum-dum, so that's what you used to call them, you see. Yeah, I probably can't say that on cartoons no more. Yeah, probably. The deck. Wait, hang on, one more thing. Oh, fuck. One more thing, real fast. I want to thank all of the CCO Nationalites for sending in their bad movies recommendations oh. for my pre-show ritual bad movie. I have them all on a to-watch list. I've been looking super hard to try and find all of them. I have lines on them. Uh, my pirating skills aren't as good as some of the people in the nation, so if you'd like to help with that, let me know. <laughs> this week I watched Chopping Mall. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can only imagine. It's about a sci-fi robot-based mall security system that gets struck by lightning and goes haywire, and there's a bunch of 20-somethings that are playing teenagers that are partying in this mall, and these robots just kill them. <laughs> and the, fuck. And the, them. the best part about this whole show, and I, I don't mean this as a burn to our American neighbors, but the most American thing happened where these kids are getting attacked by... Like these killer robots, and the first thing they do is they kick in the 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 window to a, your basic sporting goods store. Yeah, and they came out armed to the teeth, 
like fucking Rambo. They had grenade launchers and automatic <laughs> weapons and armored piercing rounds and shit. And I was like, wow, I thought you were going to come out of there with like a golf club. And a hockey stick. Yeah. And, and they, they're, then they're like, no, this isn't a Canadian show. Oh, yeah. And they were stick. just packing. It was awesome. <laughs> so Chopping Mall. Uh, Chopping <laughs> So good. Okay. Well, keep those coming, I guess. All right. So keep the recommendations coming. I love it. You want to talk about a deck now? I suppose we can talk about a deck now. All right, man. Where should we start? Where do we even start with this business? Well, here I got a thing. Okay, I got a thing. You used Architect. I did. There I, it is. With all the lists that have been coming in, they had all of these really fun custom categories and stuff. So I went in and I kind of started poking around with stuff, and I figured out enough where I could make my own fun categories. And I was like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do it. Yeah, there it is. Okay, well, uh, CCO Brando is a Fleon Architect. Yeah, and well, it's that's the name, and we'll have a link to this deck if you want to take a look at it as well. Yes, lots of foils. Uh, it might it, impact the price a little bit. It, but... it, it severely, severely does, and I've got some notes on that in the budget section. So yeah. I guess you are trying to get this entire deck. Is this your next foil deck project, like Norin? Actually, no. I got this deck... To this point, when I opened that box, that collector box of Super Ikoria, Pat box, and most of this stuff was in there. Oh, I, so had, got, I got really lucky. That's, so all of the foils, alternate art, comic book arts are legit. You own them. Yep. Okay. And when you look at the deck, lots of foils, lots of comic book arts, lots of foil comic book arts. Very cool deck. Yeah, very, very fun to look at. Yeah. What the fuck is happening upstairs? They're fucking working on the roof, Ryan. Still? I guess so. I thought they'd take Sunday off. So I guess they're still working on the roof. We're recording a day late to try to have avoided that, but if you hear any banging, sorry. Damn tryhards. Who works on a Sunday? I guess us. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess we us. work on a Sunday. <laughs> I guess uh, we do. Damn it. So the deck looks cool. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. And it's a, it's a mutate deck. Lots of people will know this, but lots of people won't. All of the comic book arts are the mutate cards in Ikoria. Yeah, and I have, I actually do have a full set of the comic book arts. Obviously, I'm not playing all of them in here. We talked about that earlier on. But uh, the ones that are in here are super sweet. And the goal of the deck is to create a giant mutate pile for maximum value and making people cry. Maximum tate. Mom, cry tate. And it does have a, it's not an infinite combo, but it is a, if I have a ton of mana, I can do a bunch of really stupid crap. Oh, that's that's fine. That's In like the, late yeah. game, you're going to win, right? I think that's where I need the help, because I can do huh. some really kooky stuff. Let me. I'll just tell you. Sure. If I can make enough mana, there is a combo in here where I can clone my pile multiple times in one turn. Okay, hold on a sec. I've got a note here to make sure that I mention if there's any weird mutate rulings, you're going to be the mutate spurt. That's mutate expert. Ooh, I like because that. you've played. Yeah, yeah, you've played mutate on MTG Arena, which forces you to do the rules the correct way. Yeah, I play mutate. Actually, every day, because it's the only thing that I like about Magic Arena, <laughs> is oh. playing cards with mutate on them. Okay, so you got a mutate pile. Yes. So you have a mutate pile where the creature does all kinds of stuff when you mutate it with another mutate creature. And if you clone the pile, then the clone is that pile all by itself. And then if you mutate onto that thing, it has all of the pile's abilities. Oh. So... 
should we do the that section? Should we just start there with the clones? Sure. And then people can kind of get the example I'm going Brando, for. Brando special with the clones, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So just fly through them. All of them are clones except for one, and we'll talk about that last artifact there in a second. Yes. So in the Let's Blow Some Minds section, we have a clever impersonator, a Sakashima the Imposter, a Spark Double, and a Vizier of Many Faces. All not humans natively too, right? Yes, <laughs> important. I guess they could never. Uh, they could never exist as. Well, no, I themselves. guess I think Sakashima might actually be a human. Oh, Sa and Sakashima is a one three, but it enters the battlefield as a copy of something else, so it's not a human any longer. Right? Yeah, he will never ever be Sakashima the Imposter. Okay, so you you clone something, then that that is just the power and toughness plus the name of whatever creature is on top of the mutate pile, plus all the abilities of anything below it. Yeah, all of the text boxes. And it's just one card, though. Yeah, but it's just one thing. Okay. So if you play your Cloudstone Curio, oh. you can clone your mutate pile, then put the whole pile back into your hand with the Cloudstone Curio because you bounce target creature. So Cloudstone Curio says whenever a non-artifact permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you can bounce a permanent that shares a permanent type with it. Sakashima enters the battlefield. It's a creature, so it'll bounce your also a creature mutate pile. Exactly. And when you bounce the one creature, they all go back to your hand, right? Exactly. Okay. So you have five or six creatures go back into your hand, and then you can start mutating that clone, and you can... Or other creatures that you might want to mutate. Yeah, but in this case, you just want to remutate that clone. So it has double all of the mutate things. Exactly. So it's got... You've got a whatever. It's a 6-6 six, six, menace, death touch. When it mutates, everybody discards a card, and you heroic downfall somebody, and everybody sacks a dude except you. And then you make it so they discard two cards, and you put all those abilities on the clone pile again, <laughs> and then you clone it again, again and put that... Cloudstone it back, and yeah. you can clone it again. And again, and it, so there is a thing where if you can just clone cycle your stuff you can clone mutate clone mutate clone mutate and you can give it the same ability over and over and over and over and over and over again to create some and you have to write it down on a piece of paper oh, yeah i was gonna say how do you how do you keep track of this physically when you're not playing arena so you've got your mutate pile you clone onto it and you just have like a sticky note yeah you fucking write on the sticky note then you clone back onto it and then you like, you take the same sticky note when you bounce it and clone it again, and you just put, like, X2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty, it's it's mind warping to try and keep track of. And then so disheartening when they kill the creature finally. Oh, yeah. Because people are sick of your shit. Yeah. The key, of course, is to give it, to do it with something that has hex proof. Because mm. you can just, even over a VDH, you can see the hope drain from their soul. You can just feel the soul leaving their screen. Yeah. You know that, the, the meme where it's the dog sitting in the house that's on fire saying, oh, this is fine. This is fine. That's what they think. Ah. You can, and you can just see it. This is fine. I've got room. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> hex proof industry. Oh, no. <laughs> so your sliver, not a human, so you can mutate onto it. Yep. Indestructible, can't destroy it. Gotta right. exile it only. Super good. Yeah, cool. And a five-five to boot. Yes, yeah, so you have to. The, the key with it is you can't mutate on top of it. You have to go underneath it, or it stops being a sliver. Thus, it stops being indestructible. Ah, yes, yes. It's that's very important to 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 note. So it stays a five-five sliver, and it 
gets the abilities of everything that you mutate onto it. Yes. Okay. So it's... You can't mutate on top of it to make a new creature? Because then it's not a sliver anymore. Correct. That, okay, because it's not a sliver anymore. It would still have all slivers are indestructible. Yeah, your other slivers would still be indestructible, but it would not be. Because it good. wouldn't be a sliver anymore. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. now... When we mutate, we are casting. We're we're casting it for its mutate cost. That's an alternate alternative cost. Right. Important that we are casting it, and also that we are targeting the thing that we're mutating onto. Correct. Yes. Okay. So card draw section. Your one and only card, Beast Whisperer. When your one and only card, sort of. Yeah. There's a couple other cards that say draw a card on them, but this is the one that's in there because I want to draw goddamn cards. That's right. Now also does the same thing and 87 other things the great henge yep right so we mentioned that in the pre-show yesterday green green seven but it gets one less to cast for however your biggest creature is the power of your biggest creature so if you have a seven seven it costs green you can tap it for green green sorry if you have a seven seven you can tap you cast it for green green yes you tap it for green green gain two life so it's free whenever you cast a creature you draw a card Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, oh, it gets yeah. a plus one, plus one counter, and you draw a card. Yeah, yeah, that's even better, because it just has to ETB. And the thing is, and this is this is, this is is key, this is why I'm always I'm flip-flopping on the Great Henge in this case. When you mutate something, it's not entering the battlefield, because it's already there. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, that's, it goes underneath the enter the battlefield thing. So if there's like an, some one of those stupid things where whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you have to sack a permanent or something like that. Yeah. It's under that because it's already there. Oh, you can play mutate stacks and have that exact card. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you cast a creature, you got to sack one. Yeah. Whenever uh, a creature comes into play, you got to sack a permanent or something because it you they're just the creature that's there is just changing. Stacks Tate. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Don't do that. Just everything is Tate. There's Tate all over this deck. Okay, so that's an ETB one as opposed to a cast one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's You know what? I mean, you still got the mutate, get a 3-3 beast. I sure do. So that'll ETB and trigger that. There's, let's, there's stuff. Let's go before we talk about all the mutates. Let's do some of the other stuff that kind of supports the deck. You've got super fun ramp. Okay, super fun ramp. Well, we already have the great hand. Yes. We have a Sol Ring. Everybody yeah. knows Sol Ring. Yeah. We have a Sakura Tribe, Star that, Sakura Tribe Scout. Tap, put a land into play. Orochi Leaf Collar. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool at the cost of a green. So that's just, that's a filter. It's a filter. It's okay. good. Oracle of Moldiah. Mully D. You pulled that out of your uh, your Jumpstart pack. Sure did. Yeah, play an extra land. Yep. Dryad of the Elysian Grove. Extra land. All your land is, doesn't matter what color it is anymore. Chromatic Lantern. There's the Chromatic Lantern. Yeah. Higher than Sol Ring in Sliver, uh, Sliver Hive Lord. That's a hint, one of the one of the hints we gave. It's a mana rock. Arcane Signet. Mana rock. And this one I know you're going to like. Oh, baby. Animar Soul of Elements. Yeah. So this, in the 99, acts as a ramp card because whenever you cast a creature spell, so doesn't super work. No, it does work with it, Mutate. It yeah. sure does. <laughs> because casting works. We just covered that. Yep. You're casting it for a different cost. You're casting it. Ah. Yeah, and you can mutate onto it, too. Yeah. Okay, so Animar... Pro white, pro black. So I guess you can't you can't target it with white or black mutates. Right. Who cares? Gets a plus one plus one whenever you cast a creature. So it'll get that every time you mutate. And also creatures we cast cost one less for each plus one counter on Animar. Which makes your mutate costs less too. Yeah, because I think every mutate that you're playing has some 
generic mana component to it. Pretty much, yeah. Oh so man, I love that. It, it makes everything cheaper, and you can mutate onto it. And if you make its base power and toughness bigger, it just makes it bigger. And all you have to do is retain Animar's text box, and th all of the things that it does will continue to benefit you. Exactly. Whoa. It's so good. So that's the ramp section. Should we talk about, and we've talked about the crazy combo section. Should we talk about the other stuff stuff? Sure, yeah, because I think it's just value and like assistance type stuff, right? Pretty much. The cool stuff section has just some stuff I thought would be fun. I have a Vivian Monstrous Advocate, the one Planeswalker in the deck. Give it a read, because I can't even remember what that does. It's a three loyalty Planeswalker for Green Green 3. has a static ability of you can look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may cast creature spells from the top of your library. Now, can you mutate off the top? I don't think so. Or can you? Can you pay alternative costs when you're paying something off the top? I believe so, because you're casting it. Fuck yeah, that makes it even better. Plus one, you get a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token, and then you get to put your choice of a Vigilance, Trample, or Reach counter on it, so it makes very good blockers or attackers, depending on what kind of situation you're in. And, this is my favorite part, minus two, when you cast your next creature spell this turn, search your library for a creature with lower converted mana cost, and put that shit into play. Put it into play. Yep. And mutate typically costs less than the converted mana cost of the creature. So you're going to mutate something, make it bigger, and then get to find an even bigger thing for free. Sweet. Oh, that's good. Okay. So next one, Time Wipe. This is a sorcery for blue, white, white, two. Return a creature you control to your hand and then, then destroy everything else. So you get your you get your mutate pile back. So return like six cards back to your hand. All that value. Yep. Then fuck everything else. Yeah, and you know what's the best thing or something cool about that? I guess I don't know if it's the best thing, but you bounce your six card mutate pile back to your hand. If after that you need to go wide, you can cast them all individually as their own creature. Yeah. If you need to. If you just need to make an army of because the mutate creatures, most of them are actually pretty good. Yeah, they're they're good. They're they're, they're just gonna beat. They're on rate and they have abilities and stuff. So cool. Uh, I have a Teamer Sabertooth. That's a 4-3 four, for 4. You can pay to return another creature you control to your hand, and Teamer Sabertooth gets indestructible to undeterred. Saves your mutate pile. Yeah, and keeps your Teamer Sabertooth alive if somebody's, like, wrathing. Yeah, or if you're wrathing with that time wipe. Yes. Oh, so good. Uh, Swiftfoot Boots. That's uh, haste and uh, hexproof. Check out this dirty, rotten, spicy nugget. Uh -oh. Release to the wind. Release to the wind. This is like a, a Ixalan special, right? This is a cool card. Instant blue two exile target non-land permanent. Okay. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner can cast it without paying its mana cost. So if you exile the mutate pile... You exile the whole mutate pile. Can you cast them for their alternative costs they, when they're in exile? They all end up in the same zone as if they were one creature, so yes. They all end up in the same zone as if they're one creature, so then do you just cast the whole pile again at one time? Is that how that works? No, you just cast them all individually. Oh, I, what I mean is, like, can you cast the first one that you want and then mutate onto it, or do you have to cast them all individually? I believe you cast the one you want, and you can just mutate onto it. I'm assuming if you can cast, can you pay alternative casting costs? Or do you just play an army? Who knows? Oh, I'm. you know what I'm, ah, fuck, there's so many different rules to alternative casting costs. Yeah. You know what I always think of is, like, if I snap caster, 
I can't exile a blue card and cast Force of Will. I have to cast Force of Will for five. Yeah. If I Snapcaster a Cyclonic Rift, I have to cast it for two, not seven. Mm. I, I, I never remember how all those rules work. So it's tough to say. But so this is the other saves your mutate pile and makes you an army or just puts your mutate pile back? Yes, because you can cast them all for free. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. This card is so good. Okay, cool. So cool in here. We have a journey to eternity. Oh, read that one too. I don't remember. It's an enchant creature for black, green, one. When enchanted creature dies, you return it to the battlefield under your control, then return it to play flipped, and it flips over into a land that taps for one mana of any color. It's called Atzai Cave of Eternity. Or you can play green, black, three, and tap it to return target creature from your graveyard to play. So you attach that to your mutate pile, your mutate pile dies, and all the creatures just come back into play individually. All of them? All of them. Is that how that works? That's how that works. What the fuck? Why that, does that work like that? Because they're not all one creature once they're in the graveyard. They certainly are for the purposes of cards like this. But and they go to the graveyard as, as one, one creature. That's why Cauldron of Souls would work exactly. too, right? Which you tap, give any number of target creatures pers- persist until end of turn. And then all of the creatures in the pile persist back individually. So you kill one giant threat and create a whole bunch of little ones. Oh, man. It's so awesome. <laughs> It is, is that the, how that works? That is how that works. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. And then the last one is Neladomri's Call, because everybody gets tutor. Yeah, everybody gets tutor. That just searches for a creature, puts it onto your hand for white, green, sorcery. At instant. instant speed. No, it's an instant. Eladom- Fuck, man. Neladomri's Call is cool, dude. Yeah. Okay, now that we have the crazy shit out of the way, mm-hmm. let's talk about the, the base, the, the clay, as I call it, the things yeah. that will mold into these creatures that will inspire fear and pain in your opponent's eyes. I love fear and pain. It's just like uh, just like Conan. Does anything hurt you? Uh, only pain. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a movie I've seen. Oh, Conan is so good. The, our man Taylor McPherson, the guy that's usually sitting across the glass from us. F that guy. He's been going through all of the Conan stories, like the books. Oh, yeah? He bought like a hard leather-bound copy that has all of them in it, and he's been, been reading through them all. Wow. He says it's pretty awesome. Could never be published today. But, no. But they're they're fun stories. Yes. All right. Something that Conan would probably grab and swing around and snap like a whip at somebody? Zagoth Mamba. Yeah. So there's a couple categories here. Some of the, we want to, some help us or are just good creatures. Some of them are non-humans that say whenever this creature mutates. Yeah. So Zagoth Mamba is a whenever it mutates, target creature and opponent controls gets minus two until end of turn. So it nukes a dork. Okay. We got Thrun the Last Troll. Ah, and this is an example of the other. It's a non-human that is a good creature to mutate onto. 4-4, four, four, can't be countered, hexproof, and regenerate. Cool. Wow, That's... what a slew of abilities. Yeah, he used to slap the shit out of control decks all by himself. He was a great sideboard card. Yeah, and also he was in Legacy for a little while, hey? Really? Yeah, because, well, he's got regenerate and can't be countered, which is important in Legacy. Yeah. And hexproof. I and guess, he's got yeah. four power, so you can't just you can't just pyroclasm or three damage sweeper him. Oh, Thrun is so awesome. Yeah, Thrun is good. Uh, or sorry, th- four toughness. I don't know what I said. Who cares? That's it's whatever. A uh, spell wild oof. This is an oof, not human. Important one three. So he's got a big butt. Spells that you cast that target it cost two less to pay to play. So your mutate costs go way down. Yeah, that is kind of like kind of like Animar. 
in that it just is a cost reducer. So it's going to continue to give you mana, 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 mana every time you target it. And remember, mutate targets. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. So we got to Riz the Redeemed. I don't know why, what, but it's hybrid, 1-1, one, one, Elf Warrior, not human, important. It's got it's got Selesny Hybrid 2-tap, put a green and white elf creature token onto the battlefield. And it's got green uh, Selesnia Selesnia Hybrid 4. For each creature token you control, you make a copy of it. There's lots of things that make beasts. There's things that make cats. Oh, yeah. He can make an army of stuff. Like sometimes having one giant really scary creature just isn't enough. And this guy lets me make chump blockers so I don't have to throw my mutate guy. Yeah, a value, a value type thing. Yeah. Here's a, this guy is cool. I should have been playing this guy for years. Okay. Ravenous slime. You give that one a read because I don't remember what it does. That's from C19. He is a 1-1 for green 2 ooze. Not human. Ravenous slime can't be blocked by creatures power 2 or less, so no chump blockers. And if a creature an opponent controls would, would die, instead it gets exiled and you put a number of plus 1 plus 1 counters on this creature equal to that creature's power. Ooh, so that's like it's it's like eating that thing and getting that much bigger. Yeah, very oozish. It's kind of like Crash the Blood Braided, except it removes them from the game. Oh, He's, yeah. That is a good ass card. This is my new addition just today in Ramos Dragon Engine. Six, uh, four, four for six flying. Whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one plus one counter on it for each of that spell's colors, and then you can remove five plus ones and get Wooberg Wooberg. So good. Yeah, so you're always going to get multiple plus ones. Not always, but most of the time you're going to get multiple plus ones, and then you're going to just Wooberg, Wooberg, and then you can clone, bounce, clone, bounce, clone, bounce. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that we talked about that first, because that's why he's in there. Plus, he turns into a, like a heinous beater. If oh, just... yeah, he is otherworldly. If you cast like like a three-color and then a three-color, he's a 10-10. Just so freaking good. And he might not be a 4-4 for long. He might be bigger than that. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, we have a Paradise Druid. Not human. Very notably, for standard, that is not a human. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, what, what is it, a 2-1? Yep. Hexproof as long as it's untapped. Yep. And you can tap it for a mana. So it's a dork, or you can put all of your value mutate stuff onto it, and it just hides there and goes, yeah, gives you the finger. Yeah. We I forget what this actually is, because... I suck. Is it the mysterious egg? Yeah, that's Mothra's giant cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you mutate onto it, you put a plus one, plus one counter onto it, right? Yes. Yeah, and so it's, it's a, a zero, two for th- one. For one. Uh, the slivers that we're playing are gem hide and mana weft. Yeah, you, they tap for mana. Fine. And they're not humans. A hex drinker. Hex drinker's a level up. It starts as a two, one snake for green. You can pay one to level it up. Levels... Three through seven? What the fuck? Three through seven, protection from instance. And it's a four-four. Okay. And then level eight plus, protection from everything. And it's a six-six. Yeah, so you would want to get it to maybe level seven and mute and continue to mutate it. And then once you're like satisfied with your mutate pile, then you kapew pew then up you to just eight. Whip wholesale ass. Because it has throw class. everything. Does that cause mutates to fall off? No, no, because they're one creature. Yeah. They're just one thing. They're and they're not th- they're not enchanting it or they're not targeting it. They're not Yeah. They're just one creature. You just can't mutate it anymore after that, so you have to make sure that you, you've got the creature you want. You're happy. Now it's got pro everything. I'm happy I'm happy with this science experiment that's got like Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms and 
you know, Godzilla's legs and King Kong's dink. And Steven Seagal's haircut. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to go to haircut. Uh, the American flag tattoo that Jean-Claude Van Damme has from Street Fighter. Oh, no. Yeah, and he punches General Bison and he flexes his arm and a flag waves. <laughs> Shit. Fuck yeah. Next creature, God Eternal Oketra. Oh, this is a zombie god. 3-6, first strike, whenever you cast a creature spell. So we're casting spells. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so we will get a 4-4 black zombie warrior creature with Vig. Hell yeah. If this would die, you put it third from the top of your library. Now if it's the mutate pile, guess where they all go? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I had to take my head back. I had to take my head back from the... Fuck, every time I go to talk! <laughs> They're hammering right above us now, Ryan. We've got to power through it. But Power through the hammering. <laughs> Last creature. Last creature is an essence symbiote. Essence symbiote. Whenever a creature you control mutates, put a plus one on it and gain two life. So that's really good if you're mutating onto your Ramos dragon engine. Oh! Yeah. yeah, baby. That is just, that is cool. That's a cool card. I like it. It makes a funny little monkey squeal sound when you play it on Arena. Oh, yeah? yeah also, also good when you mutate onto Animar. Also good when all of your things with persist come back and you mutate onto them, then they can persist again. Yeah. Lots of synergy there. Like that, lots. Okay, now we're going to get into... Mutate. The, the beef. We're the, fucking five years into this podcast. We haven't even talked about what we're actually doing yet. Not a single creep. So I figure we'll do it where we'll say if they have a static ability, because that will transfer onto the pile, and the thing that happens when the creature mutates. Other than that, the PT, power toughness, Ooh. is largely irrelevant with the exception of Brokos, because he's the virtually the only one that's bigger than Sliver Hive Lord. Oh, yeah. Like, so er- everything you... else is a nice little bump. It turns into a 3 4, a 4 3, or whatever. But Brokos is like the big beater one. It's a 6 6. Yeah. If you keep Sliver Hive Lord on top, it retains the 5 5 power and toughness as opposed to the 3 4, 2 3, whatever. But Brokos is the opposite. Exactly. So uh, let's go with Big Beat Tate. That's the sure. first mutate bunch of guys. There's Brokos. 6 6 Trampler. You can mutate him from your graveyard. Yes. Glowstone Recluse. 2-3 Mutate Reach. When it mutates, put a plus one counter on it. Two plus ones. I missed one word. Very important word. Also good with Ramos and Animar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Huntmaster Liger. This is really good with Risk the Redeemed. 3-4 Mutate. When it mutates, other creatures you control get plus X plus X, where X is the number of creatures that have mutated? The number of times this creature has mutated. Oh. So if you've got a pile of five, it gives your team of like little elf guys or whatever, plus five, plus fives. So you can just swing in and beat wholesale motherfucking ass. Yeah, okay. Along the same lines, we have a Regal Leosaur. When it mutates, other creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. So it's Savannah Lions, your whole team. Yeah, Savannah Lions, your team. I was like, that's weird. That's hard to keep track of. But Savannah Lions, okay. (laughs) And then the last one is, he's kind of wimpy, but I really like the picture. And it's Vulpakeet. Vulpakeet? I think that's how you say that. Sure. It's a parakeet, but it's a vol. Fox is like vol, right? I think so. Yeah, sure. I don't know. 
flies when it mutates put a plus one counter on it yes so important to have plus one counters in this deck we've established yes and because you can't make hive lord bigger by mutating a larger creature onto it you can get that voltron beat down by using a volcapete or a glowstone recluse to make it big yeah all right next pile we're going to talk more stuff that works good with the Huntmaster master and the regal leosaur and talk about the make mortate i get what you're saying uh first one is trumpeting Gnar. Gnar. I'm going to Gnar some pizza when I get home. The one and only comic book art I like less than the standard art on the card. Oh, yeah. Well, I like the style. It's about the style, right? Agreed. The style. Okay. So this is a 3-3. Uh, three, three. Yep. When it mutates, create a 3-3 three, three beast. Cool. Yeah, that's it. We got Cub Warden. Lifelink, 3-5. When it mutates, create a 1-1 one, one white cat creature token with Lifelink. Two! I missed a word again. <laughs> you keep missing that word, two. Well, it's the first, whenever this creature mutates, create is the first line, and then the next line I just see, like, power and toughness. I'm two like, is like both. And how much yeah. do we like both? <laughs> like both. <laughs> and the last one is, like, the house of houses in auspicious Starics. Ooh, okay. This is Oh, this is 6-6. Six, six. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X permanent cards where X is the number of times this creature is mutated. Put those permanents onto the B. So it's kind of like a Genesis wave, but you're going to miss out on all of your instants and sorceries. Don't care. Newsflash, I think I'm playing two. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, I was like, wait, what? Two of this card? No, two yeah, instants and sorceries. Yeah, there's uh, Eladamri's Call and Release to the Wind, I think. And Time Wipe, I guess. There's three. But So you have that. You mutate onto it. How much does it cost? It costs six to mutate. Yeah, six to mutate or five to cast. You mutate onto it once, you're going to get an extra permanent onto the battlefield. Yep. You mutate onto it again, you're going to get two permanents. You mutate onto it again, you're going to get three permanents. Yeah. In addition to all the other things that it does when it mutates. Oof. And all the lands come into play untapped, so you can use Ooh. them to mutate it even more times. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. that is that is a mighty, mighty card. That's cool. All right, next one we'll do remove Tate. Remove Tate. We have... Jesus, lots of creatures in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> Snapdax Apex of the Hunt. 3-5 D-Strike. That's double strike. When it mutates, it deals four damage to a player or a planeswalker, and we gain four. Creature Life. or planeswalker? Creature or planeswalker, yeah, yeah, sorry. He's cool. Pouncing Shore Shark. Flash. When it mutates, it bounces a creature and opponent controls. Very cool. Gem Razor. Mutates. Oh, Trample and Reach, too. I don't know Blue? why. It's just it's big, I guess. Sure. The when when it mutates, it naturalizes something. So cool. Dirge Bat. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Yeah, it does. Don't Google that. And if you're looking at the comic book art, you don't need to Google it because it shows what that is right on the card. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Flash flying, when it enters the battlefield, you tear or something, or you destroy a creature or planeswalker. You, it's a hero's, hero's downfall. downfall. Yeah. Uh, Chittering Harvester. Mutate. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. Ooh, Ooh, you get that two or three times. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And uh, this is a cool one, too. Archipelagor. What the? When it mutates, you tap X creatures where X is the number of times it's mutated. They don't untap next turn. Yes, you frost tap them? Is you, that what you that is? You freeze them, yeah, for a turn. 
All right, last section of mutators. We have valutate. Valutate. And I'm going to value through talking about these. Sea Dasher Octopus. That's mutate draw card? Uh, whenever the mutated creature deals damage, you draw a card. Oh, yeah. That's a, it, he's, he's a weird one because he... Mutate Fidian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he okay. doesn't do a thing when he mutates, but he he's he's cool. Ryan Special. Yeah. I play this card in, in Calamax. You can tap one and it to look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you put it on the battlefield. If it's not, you put it into your hand. Cool. So that is Coiling Oracle Tate. I like that a lot. Yes. Otrimi the Everplayful. Oh, here's another 6-6 six, six Trampler. It's fine. Mutates. Okay, cool. Whenever that creature, Otrimi or whatever Mutate Pilot is, deals combat damage, you get a creature with Mutate from your graveyard to your hand. That's... uh. What would that be? Revive Tate? Deals combat damage, get something back. What what card is that? <laughs> if you know it, comment it to us. There it is. YouTube or at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando. Yes. Now, this card is legit. If you're playing these colors, I highly recommend you play this card because it is excellent. It is Nethroy Apex of Death. Oh, yeah. This is the combo one, right? Okay, Death Touch and Lifelink 5-5. Five, five. So, already good. It's already a good creature. It mutates for 7, which is lots, but who cares. Whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total power, 10 or less, from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh. Power. Power. So you could just get, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you got a bunch of dudes that are, like, zero power, you get them all. You got a bunch of 1-1s, one you can get them all. Well, we this, don't we don't have that in this deck, but we can get deck. all of our stuff that died to the very first Wrath of God. Absolutely, you could yeah. you get enough dudes back that it's a hundred percent worth it, and it's whenever it mutates. Oh, so if you mutate it again, you do it again, and you mutate it again, you do it again. So if you've got an auspicious Strix and this thing at the same time, people will just cry. What if I have a creature and I mutate that onto it? Does that make it happen? Yep. That does? Yeah. Because it's still mutating when it like when it mutates onto it from your hand? Yep. Woo-hoo, baby. Oh, yeah. Mutate is awesome, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, how about Necropanther? Necropanther. Whenever this creature mutates, return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield? Yep. Okay. Uh, the- <laughs> Mind Leecher. Mind Leecher. Whenever this creature mutates, exile the top card of an opponent's library. Each. Each card? Each. Oh, this is C21. This is from the Yotrimi deck, right? Yep. You may look at those and play them as long as they remain exiled. So that Gaunties, and you can't, well, sort of, and you have five colors of mana, so you can just cast whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Uh, what is this? I love this one. Migratory oh, oh, Great Horn. Yeah, this one is, this is a standard card too, right? Yep. When it attacks. When it mutates, search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped. It's great when you have like a dork, like a land war elf or something, because you can turn your 1-1 one, one into a 3-4 and get a land. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, because you're not gonna be you're not gonna be tapping that 3-4 land war elf for mana anymore. So you get your mana up up front with the migratory great horn, and then you can continue to mutate after you've gotten your couple mana out of your your paradise druid in this case, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, Insatiable Hemophage. That's a death touch? 3-3? Three, three? When it mutates, you gain X and somebody loses X? Where X is the number of time the creature has mutated. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I hate this next one. Look at this comic. This is the worst comic book art. Yeah, it's pretty bad. What even is that? 
And it's not even that good when you look at some of the other cards that we've already talked about. It's Iluna Apex of Wishes. You give it a read. I can't even read the bottom of that card based on how bad the top of it looks. It's a flying trampling 6-6. Six, six. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card. Put that card onto the B. That's pretty good. Or into your hand. Oh, that makes it even better. Why would you ever put it into your... I guess you can put it into your hand if it's a mutate creature, then you can play it yeah. to mutate. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's like that. But awesome. they didn't want to make it bad for like if you're not playing mutate. Give us a read on the, the last three. All right, we've got Dreamtail Huron. It's a flyer. When it mutates, you draw a card. Oh, that one's easy. I could have done that one. <laughs> Cabin Whisper is a menace. When it mutates, each opponent discards a card. I could have done that one too. And Boneyard Lurker is when it mutates, you return a permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. A permanent? Permanent. Oh, are you playing fetch lands? I have a few. My my land base for this is cards that I had left in my land binder. Oh so if yeah, I had, totally okay too. Yeah, if I had a couple of I had a couple of fetches I think left, so I, I I put them in. Budget section, because your deck as outlined on Architect right now, I'm not sure what the 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 card you just added, Ramos. I'm not sure what that does to the budget. Without it though, it's nine hundred and sixteen dollars, and. I'm sure you could easily cut, you know, 25% off the top of the price of this deck if you took out the comic book foil editions of cards. Yeah, or the just played a regular Sliver Hive Lord as well cuz that those re- those legendary slivers are expensive yeah, in yeah. foil. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. It's 70 bucks. Yeah, like I just got one a little while ago and it's like, well, I like to play foil commander. So, anyway, but of course, not a necessity. Yeah, that's right. So, like even if we said 600 to 670 80 bucks with that foil commander. You've got a, a a full art great henge. You've got a foil secure tribe scout. I'm just I'm naming some of the expensive cards if somebody sees like this architect list of brandos and says I can't build the mutate deck. It's $900. Well, foil tribe scout oracle of Moldiah jumpstart hasn't driven the price down yet cuz nobody can get it. There's a foil city of brass $200. Yeah. Again, those are just the ones that I have, right? Yeah. Cloudstone Curio, $38. If you wanted to do that trick with the clones, that's great. Play something like Snap that's going to bounce a creature and untap your lands. It's going to achieve a similar type of thing and give you some mana. Cool. And not be 38. Soul of the Harvest could replace the Great Henge. That's a creature that you could mutate onto because it's not a human. Sure. You could play Rampant Growth instead of Tribe Scout. Cultivate instead of Oracle of Moldiah non-foil other five color lands that aren't city of brass those exist you've got a hundred and thirty dollars worth of fetches in here (laughs) just because you know i just fucking had them well yeah well i have a set of fetches and i might as well play them yeah right so if we had that 600 and some dollars we cut the 460 that i just talked about you've got a mutate deck five colors with a pretty decent mana base with triumphs command towers it's super attainable a lot of this stuff you can pull out of the precons. Precons, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at an exotic orchard. I'm looking at a couple of the the filter lands from Lorwyn, which are kind of expensive, but they were an M25. Yeah, I like them just again when you play a deck like this where your mana I didn't want to spend time tuning and retuning a mana base. Yeah. So filter lands. Sure. But you could play any other type of thing. And a deck like this with triomes, triomes are awesome. If you have a fetch land, just one. It gets you all five colors. 
Yes, because you have triumphs. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I put the triumphs in my my five color lands deck. Yeah, well, like one or two fetch lands, if you just kind of have them kicking around and they're nowhere to be, just put them in a deck like this with triumphs, and they'll get you whatever you want. They're super good. What I was gonna say is, if we do all of that, two hundred and twenty six bucks for the mutate deck. Boom. That doesn't include the fetch lands, though. Just remember that. Yeah. Well, they'll come out eventually, I'm sure, in some kind of overpriced premium product, and we can maybe see their price not drop at all. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Well, this deck, for sure, Strength Bling, it's a pretty fancy deck to look at. Always important. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much value. You've got a big value-tate section. You're going to continue to mutate on and get continued value from your initial investment by pumping you know, a marginal amount of additional kind of resource into it. Yes. That's you're, cool. You're, it's it's a compound interest type situation where every time you invest more into the same thing, you get more out of it. Beats. Yes. So it's, uh, beats with a Z because we're beats. We're, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> sure. Just hanging with the hip kids these days. Yeah, yeah. Weaknesses. Ooh, can get blown out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, big time. Big time. If you can't get that mutate pile back to your hand. Or, or, back, or have some form of protection on it. And somebody just terminate oh shit and while yes you can persist back the whole pile or nethroy if somebody paths it it's only one creature so you get one basic fucking land but you've exiled all of the pile so it can get blown all the way out all the way to china oh yeah like tilt you right off the earth and not even into the Shadow Realm, just into the part in between the Shadow Realm and the Earth where nobody wants to be. Into Purgatory. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Final one, and this is kind of a weird one. Not in an established meta or group of friends, but you might run into with this particular deck, and EDH Rec Deckham tells me similar because there are mutate cards in the Sliver Hive Lord stock page. Yeah. You might run into the Sliver problem with this. Could be. You slap down your sliver and somebody's like, oh, fuck slivers, let's get them. Right? Because they remember <laughs> playing Magic back in 1998 and they quit for 10 years. They came back and they're like, look at my sliver deck. And they come back and they're like, oh, slivers are the best. Oh, you're playing slivers too. I have to kill you. Right? Like you're going to run into the sliver problem with the guy that likes, that, that recognizes slivers. Yeah. But... And doesn't know what mutate is. Yeah. What's mutate? Slivers are the most powerful thing in magic. <laughs> I'm just yeah. sliver memeing. Sorry, everybody. And you could run into the issue, too, where, and this is a weakness of the deck that even I've run into, if you can't keep track of what's going on, people are going to get pissed off. Oh, yeah. Be- like Especially when- on the V, right? Oh, man, once you start cloning and re-cloning your sliver, it's insane. It's you know what you know what we say we say practice the manual dexterity of storm deck shuffling triggering countering using tokens this is the kind of thing where you have to develop a little bit of a system right yeah. don't be afraid to write things down on a piece of paper like don't it doesn't make you look like a scrub if you can't remember that your creature has been mutated fourteen times <laughs> and it does all sorts of crazy shit like it's your job to know that yeah. And believe me, I've forgot enough stuff, and layering it on the stack is just miserable. Yep. And yeah, it's going to be hard, but in order for fun to happen, 
you you got to facilitate it and to facilitate it you you just got to pay attention that's right pay attention develop a system i got a system for using zata what spells have i cast this turn right yeah yeah which ones this turn they go into my graveyard i put them on an angle so i know which ones were put there this turn which ones have flashback i turn them like all the way sideways you know yeah that kind of stuff good to have those kind of to kind of things in mind yeah for sure now when we look at the actual spice calculator i mentioned edhrec.com we have got a, a popularity of 449 Sliver Hive Lord decks. That puts him 20th on the list of commandies. That puts him right above his Lord and Master, the Sliver Queen, yep. and right below Ogachi Taki Vengeful Kami. Okagachi. Otamagachi. Otamagachi Vengeful, Vengeful Gitch. Yeah, if it, if, if it was a patron, that would be its nickname. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Okakagachi, get at us. <laughs> Every have I, did I say it different every time I, I said it? I think so. Ah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, fine. It's like the third best sliver is what I called it, right? After yeah. Sliver Queen and Sliver Overlord, right? Yep. If anybody got that hint, cool. Three point six three average CMC, so pretty high. But a lot of the mutate costs are one mana lower than what that is. So, like, really, air quotes. You know, sub 3.5 average CMC, probably, if he did the math on it. Yeah, you could probably put it at three. I think that there's lots Ooh, of... Oh, really? Between three and four. Yeah. So three, five. Let's that's, that's, that's put it there, which okay. is right where a casual commander deck yeah. should be, which yeah, is yeah. what this is. We've got one tutor. Just real quick, check for me on the on the stock EDH page. Is there a Ramos, Ramos Dragon Engine in Sliver Hive Lord? There is not. There is not. Okay, cool. So... Cards in your list different than the stock EDH Rectangham list. Oh, we got a minus one because Essence Sliver came out of the deck. I cut a sliver, oh, Ryan. Yeah, you did cut a sliver, but I missed counting the, the mana weft sliver. Oh, okay. So 50 different cards. Oh, I did it. You did it. Yeah, so we punched it all into the spice calculator. 68. Whoa, shit. There's a Brando 68 oh, special. Oh, I got that. We're back in form. That, that feels is good. It. I yeah, like that. That is a spicy little nugget that because is... you're using a, a non-typical commander. You're playing five color. You're doing something different. You know, like there's no Beast Whisperer in Sliver Hive Lord. There's no clones, right? Yeah. So you're, you're doing something unique despite like if we went to the Mutate page oh, on edh rec yeah. you would you you're and use that for the spice rating you'd go down oh yeah but because you're doing something unique with sliver hive lord in particular it uh the spice calculator is like hey that's pretty cool and he's not just there for colors he is there because he makes the mutate pile harder to kill yeah that's cool that's cool and he's a big big body yeah, and he slaps the crap out of people. Like that's slaps the, the lips right off everybody. There we go. Sticks him to his ass like a tattoo of lips on somebody's ass. Not that I've ever seen that online. Just saying. <laughs> I've seen that in real life, actually. On somebody's butt or yeah. on their neck? I on think every fucking iron worker I worked with up north had a tattoo of lips on their neck. No, on their butt. I didn't see any iron workers' butts. No, I didn't see any iron workers' butts. This was on a person. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Neat butt tattoos. That's it. D yeah. uh, don't send us them? I don't know. Butts are okay. Uh, if you yeah. have a cool butt tattoo, whatever. I'll look at it. At CCO Brando on Twitter. Yeah, I don't I don't care. I'll look. That sounds like a good vibe. Final thought of the day. Butt <laughs> tattoos, good place to end? Good place to end. Butt tattoos, surprisingly painful, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've so... gotten a needle in my butt for, like, pain management at the hospital one time. Oh! Can I tell a story real quick? Sure. Real fast. Plus, you're the one that's editing I this. I edit the show. It's fine. So... 
you hurt yourself, your back, yes. a little while ago. You went through rehab, all that stuff. Now, I had years ago wrestling. I super dislocated my shoulder, and every so often I'm sleeping or whatever. I'll sleep funny. And it'll just kind of come out, and it hurts for a couple of days. Yeah, it feels like you fell off a roof, but you were just laying there. Yeah, lots of people have dislocated their shoulder and have had this happen. So a little while ago, this happened. It was going on like two weeks of me just being in an obscene amount of pain. So finally, I tell Kyla, hey, here's what's going on. And she took me to the chiropractor, and that was my first chiropractor visit ever. And it did the thing, and it didn't really help that much, but whatever. These things take time. And so I had another couple appointments, da-da-da-da. And then last night, I'm sleeping. And I wake up, and I think it's because Kyla's shot me in the arm. <laughs> but really what happened is she just lightly bumped my elbow. Oh. And for the first time in three weeks, there is zero pain in my shoulder. Oh. Yeah. It's the weird, damnedest thing. So It's part of being old, I guess. Yeah, man. <laughs> get it. older, just little little elbow bump. That's what it's all about. Kick ass. Yeah, that's it. Always getting better, just like your boys on Commander Cookout Podcast. Always getting better. Next week, we'll have a, a, a 70 spicy. Hell yeah, we'll have a better list than this one. And it'll be brought to you by our generous sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com, their Canada's biggest magic store. <laughs> on behalf of me and Ryan, I'd like to thank all of you for having us in your ear holes and your eye holes and any other hole that you like to have us in each and every week. We really do appreciate it. It makes our days and our weeks easier and better each and every week. That's it. And speaking of each and every week, we'll be back next week with another deck on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 